Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and today is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. It's been a very, very busy day so far. Um, I've just been all over the place. I had to get some stuff shipped out and got a workout in, and then I had to run and pick up a couple things at a few stores that I had ordered for in store pickup. So, just overall, things have been really good, but I have had a little bit of a drop in sales I guess this week it's just been things have been a little bit slower I've been trying to keep things moving trying to get new listings up trying to keep cash flow uh, moving through my business because the last thing you really want to have is a bunch of inventory and no money to buy more inventory because you get this weird stalemate part of your business where you're not listing anything so it's hard to really generate a lot of sales on eBay and the stuff that you have isn't selling and now you're kind of wondering you know should you return stuff or are you stuck with this stuff or when's it going to sell? And so it kind of slows your business down. And for eBay, we like to have stores that are selling consistently and selling quickly to be able to generate more sales because it seems, and I'm not the only person to say this, but it seems like as more sales come into our eBay stores, uh, it can kind of gets, if you think of it like a, I don't know, like one of those wheels that you see at an old uh, factory where they had like the water that ran down the wheel. I forget what it's called, but like one of those waterfall wheels. And when you first start running water onto the wheel, it takes a lot to get it going because it has friction. And so it takes a lot more force to get the wheel started than to keep it going, I guess is the way to think about it. Or like one of those merry-go-rounds at the park. And so to me, my eBay store is kind of like that because whenever I see that a lot of sales, like that first sale hits, then maybe a few hours later another sale hits and then it seems like the the day ends and I have like 10 sales where if I don't have my first sale until maybe five, six o'clock in the evening, I may only end the day with one or two sales. And it just really comes down to how many sales you end up getting on the day. And so typically I don't have too many no sale days. I think yesterday, was looking like that and then near the end of the day I had a bunch of sales not a bunch of sales but I had a few sales come in that were higher price which I was happy about and just trying to keep things chugging along keeping things moving and keeping things listed so anyway I wanted to talk to you guys about something that kind of freaked me out a little bit that I saw on Sunday and this is a story that kind of happened I would say probably a few days before that even but for those of you who don't follow I think his name's Chris. He's Daily Refinement on YouTube. His stuff's absolutely phenomenal. A lot of the videos that he has shown on how to do an eBay store and how to run an eBay store, how to effectively organize your SKUs, and even how to do just simple things like systematize your business. A lot of that has inspired the way that I run my store because he is just very spot on and very wired in a way that he can be very good at systematizing and building a business. I mean, the way he talks, the way he goes about and approaches a business, you can tell that he's somebody that understands what he's doing. And it's always been, he's kind of been like the the gold standard, I guess, for a lot of resellers that are starting out and that want to find people on YouTube. He does a very good job. And I think sometime last week, it came out that he had gotten suspended on eBay and not just for a few days, but actually banned for life on eBay. And so that kind of shocked me a little bit because like I said, he had always been the person that I thought if somebody's not going to get suspended on eBay, it would be him. And the way he details it and the way he kind of talks about it is that he had been suspended on eBay for the buying and selling of goods for which he did not have invoices for. And it goes a little bit deeper than that. I think the the shoes that he was buying, so he was buying high-end Nike shoes 
and I listened to a podcast with him and Tekken Sports, which is one of a one of the largest eBay sellers. I mean, he's not the largest, but he's up there. I think he's in the top one percent, if not the top, uh, you know, like point one percent of eBay sellers in terms of volume and and sales amount and stuff like that. So he does a very very uh, he has a very big business on eBay, and they do a podcast, and he posted. I don't think he posts every episode, but he posted one of the episodes to YouTube the day after, two days after he got suspended. And they're basically kind of hashing out why they think he he was fully suspended outside of what he was told by eBay. And basically what it appeared to me, and I'm not saying this is why, but this is how it sounded, was that he had gotten suspended on eBay for selling shoes that he had purchased from a celebrity or somebody with a celebrity status type of person who would get limited samples from Nike. And so if you don't know what that is, Nike does these limited samples. And either maybe it's a shoe that hasn't been produced yet, or it's a special one-of-one shoe specifically made for a certain person to wear. And the intent is obviously that the person would not resell the shoe. It's a one-of-one. It doesn't have a box. A lot of them don't have SKU numbers. Like it's just a random shoe that Nike made for somebody. And it's typically like they wouldn't expect the person to sell it because most people that they're giving these shoes to don't necessarily need the extra money. They, they're they celebrities, they have a lot of money, they've made a lot of money, they have high income jobs or, or whatever they're doing, they're producing a lot of money so they wouldn't expect them to run out and resell these shoes. And somehow Chris had a friend who was a celebrity, he bought the shoes off of him and was selling them on eBay and he'd, I, he'd done a lot. I mean, he said somewhere in the ballpark of I think $1.8 million worth of sneaker sales in 2021. So that's a lot. I mean, that's that's way more than I did total in all my sales, let alone shoe sales. And so he kind of ended up getting contacted from eBay. He said that they had asked him for invoices on the shoes. And the weird part was, if it's a one-of-one shoe that Nike gifts somebody, there's not going to be an invoice because they, they gave it to him. And so what kind of ended up transpiring was eBay basically said, hey, we're suspending you from eBay and we are we have no plans of giving you your giving you your account back because you don't have any invoices to support the items you're selling. And so that kind of shocked me a little bit because if you think about eBay and you think about a lot of us as resellers, a lot of people don't have invoices for the stuff that they sell. And why is that? Well, you're going to a Goodwill, you're going to a thrift store, you're going to any of these stores. And it sounded like what they were almost asking him for. And again, I may be kind of not understanding the situation fully, but the way it appeared to me was not only were they asking for invoices on eBay, but they were asking for invoices that had almost been provided to him from the brand as though he was allowed to resell that brand. And that's a whole different thing than just an invoice because an invoice from Walmart or Target or wherever, that's just a receipt. I mean, like you can get those very easily. That's not hard to get. But an actual invoice, let's say you're selling a PlayStation, an actual invoice from Sony, that's very difficult to get or or better yet, an agreement with Sony that says, hey, you are officially allowed to resell this brand and, and um, we fully support you selling it as long as you follow these guidelines or whatever and they, be, they may be pricing guidelines or whatever but it just kind of shocked me because a lot of people don't do that right there's 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 thousands upon thousands even millions of sellers on ebay and a lot of them don't have invoices for all their stuff just because why would you if you go to a thrift store or you go to a garage sale you're not getting an invoice for the nike shirt you bought at the thrift store to resell it's just a, a random nike shirt that you bought and why would you ever think you need an invoice but 
became very apparent to me that if you want to do volume on eBay, you better have a very legitimate plan. And to, to me, I mean, I can do volume on eBay, and I think that that was kind of my plan this year is to really, really ramp up the volume I'm doing on eBay. But it kind of made me pause and think, is it worth it to do volume on eBay if you don't have these invoices or these um, selling agreements with companies? Because what I don't want to have happen is I don't want to ramp my volume up only to get eBay to message me and say, hey, uh, you, we want to make sure that you're getting real legitimate invoices from Nike or real legitimate invoices from whoever at whatever brand I'm selling and me not have them because that could result in a similar situation. And he's not the only one this has happened to. There uh, allegedly are a lot of other people that this happens to. He was saying there are a lot of people in the comments. I didn't have time to read the comments on the video, but he's not the first person this has happened to. And that kind of shocked me. I mean, think about it. If you were banned from life for eBay, banned for life from eBay, what would you do? And I don't really know because for me, kind of taking a step back and thinking about it, there are two platforms that you have that are very, very open to selling almost anything. And the two platforms that you can sell almost anything for or that don't have a specific category are eBay and Mercari. Then you have Amazon, but like, let's just say used items, right? Amazon's typically new items. You can sell some used electronics, but most of the time, let's say we're selling just new and used items of almost anything that you don't require uh, invoices or you're not gated in, right? Because Amazon does their whole gating thing, which makes sense, and you can now see why they would do that because if you're on the flip side of that and you're eBay and everybody's ungated from the get, uh, people randomly get banned for life from eBay because they don't have the requisite invoices that you were asking for. So Amazon kind of approaches it almost better, I would say, in a way, because they're asking for the invoices up front. eBay, from what it sounded like, almost blindsided them. And that kind of sucks because for somebody like Chris, it seems to me like he would be somebody that would very easily want to stop selling anything that would cause his account to be jeopardized. And I don't honestly believe that he, in the wildest dreams that he would have, thought that he'd be suspended for selling sneakers. Now, again, there's he was doing a lot of volume. I understand all that. And I'm not trying to criticize eBay here, but it is a little bit bizarre that they didn't, I don't know, maybe they did reach out to him and he didn't say it, but it almost sounded like they didn't reach out to him. They almost, the first a kind of message they did to him was, hey, do you have invoices? And the second message was almost, um, oh, you don't? Well, you know, goodbye. And that's that's a really, really tough thing to kind of stomach as a reseller because eBay's the platform. Outside of Amazon, eBay's the platform. And I've spent three years building up my eBay business to where I could sustainably live off of it and then hopefully start building the Amazon side of my business so that if I were to ever get suspended on Amazon, and we all know you can be suspended on Amazon for just about anything, right? Somebody gets a an item you sold and they don't feel like paying the return shipping, they say, hey, this is inauthentic, or they say, hey, this is delivered late. And if you didn't do that shipment via FBA and you sent that fulfilled by merchant yourself and it comes in late, or you get enough dings on your account from people wanting to get free returns, that could really, really hose you. And you could end up getting suspended on Amazon, not just for a little bit, but for life as well. And so having that as your, your main stream of income to me is a huge risk to yourself because if you do get suspended, you know, what are you gonna do? And so I've been trying to build up an eBay business and then I wanted to kind of alongside that start building an Amazon business. And now I'm thinking, what's the risk? Is there a high risk of getting banned on eBay? And if you're selling one-offs or you're selling a bunch of random items, are you at risk of being uh, canceled on eBay, uh, per, like per se, because you don't really know. I mean, it didn't sound like he was expecting to get banned. He may have been. He said that he stopped selling shoes a while ago, but it sounded to me as if it was because 
eBay raised their fees from 0% to 8%. So that would make sense um, why you would stop selling high-end shoes if you're, I mean, because he said some of the pairs are like 20 grand. So if you're selling a $20,000 pair of shoes and you end up selling it at 8% cut to eBay, you're going to lose a significant amount of money. So just kind of thinking about that, it would make sense that maybe he stopped for that reason. But I don't know. I don't have the full story. Only he has the full story. Only eBay has their side of the story. So I'm not going to maybe comment too much on it. But it did get me thinking, what would I do? And so you have these two platforms, eBay, Mercari. Mercari is really the other one. And the problem with Mercari, as Chris has said before in his videos, is that they're more like geared towards buying, not selling, which is weird because they're a marketplace for buyers and sellers. But the selling portion of Mercari, at least from my previous experience, and it sounded like from Chris's, is that it's not really built to sustainably sell items on. Like I you can make a business on it. Renzi now has done this and they've done very, very, uh, built a very successful shoe reselling business on Mercari and Poshmark and all these other platforms that aren't just eBay. But it's not built in the way that I would like it for scale where you need to have, you can't just, like for instance, you can't list a quantity of an item. If I buy eight of an item, I can't list quantity eight. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. You can't list a quantity with the item. You have to individually list each item eight times. And yeah, you can copy and save it and then uh, you know, re-list that item as a new listing. You can do all this kind of stuff. I've done it before. But something so simple as that, if you're spending a minute or even two minutes on each listing trying to get that whole process done and you bought 10 of it, that could be 10 to 20 minutes of your life gone. And in an eight-hour day, that's a significant portion just dedicated to something that would be very, very simple, change the quantity from one to eight on eBay. So eBay is a time-saving platform compared to Mercari. It has a wider scope of items that you can sell on eBay. I've sold items that are on eBay that you can sell on eBay that are within their terms that are not within the terms of Mercari. And so you got to think about these sorts of things because people, I've seen people get banned on Mercari. I've seen people get in trouble with Mercari for selling food. And there are some foods that people have been able to sell in the past on eBay. I don't know if that's still legitimate. I don't sell food just because the last thing I wanted somebody to be allergic or get sick and then sue me because they bought food from me that they didn't know that they were allergic to. It's just a huge risk in my book to, to make a little bit of profit. But you can sell things on eBay that you can't necessarily sell on Mercari. So eBay is the most open platform and to get banned from that, it would be such a, such a, uh, I don't know, kick in the pants to have that happen because it's the one platform that everybody can get started on. Everybody can start becoming a reseller. Everybody can make money on. And it would just be really, really difficult to kind of keep those one-off items selling that you find if you don't have eBay. So I guess kind of the way I, I looked at it is I'm going to do everything I can to stay in eBay's good grace because there's not really an alternative right now. And I think that we see kind of these problems springing up here and there where people are getting banned on Twitter like crazy for different things that they say that doesn't go with the uh, mainstream narrative that people have out there, whether you believe it or not, whether they're right or not, a lot of people are being censored or kicked off of platforms because they have a differing viewpoint. And again, if the this if it's very centralized, like a lot of these platforms are, Amazon, eBay, Mercari, and you get kicked off of one of them, you don't really have a lot of say-so in whether or not you get back on. And so you need to do what you can, especially if this is your main stream of income, to really stay in the, uh, to really be a good reseller and stay in, like I said, the good graces of these platforms because you don't want to get kicked off. It, it would be really, really bad. And 
from the sounds of it, Chris wasn't necessarily even doing anything wrong. It wasn't doing anything unethical. It wasn't doing anything illegal. It was just eBay. It was either something something happened on their end that they didn't like, and rather than saying to him that he could no longer do that, they determined that he posed a larger risk to their business than just letting him stay on the platform and they banned him for life. And so to me, that's something you don't want to have happen. It would be really, really tough for a lot of resellers. So make sure you're doing the right things. Make sure you're shipping on time. Make sure I'm going to start responding to a lot more messages. I got a message the other day. I've actually got the same message twice from the same buyer. He said, why does the listing say brand, why does the listing say new and not brand new? I don't know why that, I don't even know how to respond to that question because it's such a, it, it is such a bizarre question. It's the same exact thing. But sometimes I think I need to respond to those instead of just letting those questions go because eBay looks at all these metrics. They're, they're as much a data and a tech company as they are just a platform for us to sell on. And they're looking at everything. And so it's very evident to me that they're doing a lot more stuff on the back end to evaluate their sellers and evaluate their buyers to make sure that the experience is good for everybody. And you want to make sure that they're evaluating you positively because if they evaluate you negatively, uh, we've seen what can happen and could be very detrimental to a lot of businesses out there. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there, kind of my take on it. Obviously, I don't want to to kind of scare anybody, but it is important to keep these things in mind so that we can continue to make money, uh, continue to work with eBay as they are one of the biggest platforms and one of the best platforms to work with. So. Anyway, with that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.